brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yes, sir. It is I, your boy from Bed-Stuy. And I greatly appreciate everybody tuning in for Don't F Up the Crime Scene, where me, special guests, would tune in and talk about our experiences on crime scenes and how to mess up the case. All right? So sit back and enjoy and holler back at your boy. Holler. What up, y'all? It is I, your boy from Best Eye, coming one more time for Don't Fuck Up the Crime Scene. Got a special guest, um, colleague, uh, mentor, friend. Uh, she's going to be the bomb. You're going to love her. All that good stuff. So let's get a quick uh, sponsor out the way. Tomahawk Traps. Tomahawk Traps. Good friend Kyle Smith uh, does live traps. If you want to safely, humanely capture traps, call Kyle. And if you want 10% off, please use my submitter code, which is DC, my last name. That's D-C-H-E-A-R-S-T. And all you have to do is submit that. When you're getting something, you get 10% off. That's, again, that's D-C-H-E-A-R-S-T. That's Tomahawk Traps. And that's my boy Kyle up there, way up there in Wisconsin. All right? Talk to you guys later. Now, episode 44, season 3, 3, 3, 3. You like that echo, 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 echo? I know, I know I'm a little full, 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 full. So now we're going to get here. Jennifer Betts. Jennifer Betts. And I've been knowing her for a long time. She's a former colleague. I always see her all the time. We used to teach together. She was actually a student, came in. She's an alumnus, LETI. Let me read her bio real quick. So she has a BS in biology, uh, University of Southern Florida. Uh, she's a Florida girl, unfortunately. You know how they are, okay? They can swim. All of them can swim. When they come out the womb, they can swim, okay? Uh, she's a, D, uh, a DMV. She uh, graduated University of Auburn. I can't believe this. Auburn and Florida. Oh, my God. And, and believe it or not, she has a master's from the uh, forensic uh, guys down in Florida, too. So let me go there. Gator, Tiger, 
And I don't know what the hell South Florida is. But anyway, all right. So uh, she owned a small vet clinic up in Sandy Springs, Oregon for 20 years. Uh, she's part of the Health and Humane Services up there, uh, National Veterinary Response Team, uh, ASPCA. She was on the fur team for a long time. Uh, she's worked a large scale dog fighting, cock fighting rings and um, hoarding and puppy mills. And she this she tried to get me out there. I was about to go, about to go. Uh, out there to the Ukraine before everything hit. Um, Chernobyl dogs. And again, like I said, she has a master of forensics. Uh, Jen, welcome to the show. Don't fuck up the crime scene. What up, girl? Hey, thank you for having me. Oh, no, no, no problem. Pleasure's all mine. We go back, like I said, I remember when you were sitting in class, then I remember you was talking in class. And um, just want to catch up with you and everything. What you've been up to, I know you've been over there, overseas, operating on dogs and everything. We get to Chernobyl and we get to the Easy Ace. How you been? I'm good. I'm good. I've uh, been, been really, really busy uh, lately, um, but hopefully after this next trip, I'll have some time to just kind of relax. Trip is going to be business or pleasure? It's a, it's a volunteer mission, actually, to okay. Cambodia to spay and neuter a bunch of uh, dogs and cats in Cambodia. So uh, so next time, let's let's talk. Next, next time, next time, let me know about six months out, and I might join you for us, you know, to help you go out there and wrangle. And uh, six months. Yeah, give me six months, all right? Because your ass is expensive. Right. Your ass is expensive. Your ass talking about, go to Ukraine. I said, what the fuck is a Ukraine? I, I thought it was a Ukraine. I thought it was a crane. I didn't know what the fuck you was talking about. But, um, <laughs> girl, girl, you know I'm a little slow. I'm from New York. All right, let's get into the easy eights. And after that, we can catch up a little bit. So the easy eights, like I said, I always put it out there. When the first time you come on, the second time you come on, we go into topics. I send you the topics and we get into a deeper conversation. So again, what is the best thing you like about your job? I know you're self-employed. Yeah, um, you know I'm retired, so I um, I'm I pretty much uh, do what I want. Um, I do shifts here and there. I do a lot of work with the ASPCA, um, so that's that's rewarding. But what's most rewarding is the volunteer work that I do. I run two nonprofit organizations um, that revolve around uh, going to other countries and spaying and neutering and offering veterinary care to needy animals all over the world that don't have access to veterinary care or can't afford it. So we, we get a group of people to go together and we have a really great time. And that's uh, really rewarding to give back to, um, you know, basically to give back to the animals, give back to my profession. You know, um, off, off topic, what brought you to animals and how did that start? Cause I know you're a Florida girl. What, 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 what happened? Cause I mean, you got all that marine biology around you. How did you get into domesticated and you know, other stuff? I always had dogs and cats growing up um and i just seemed to bond with them better uh than than people <laughs> uh but i always uh you know tend to migrated towards the animals um and then i when i was young i had a dog that ate a, a poisonous toad and, and died from it and and that's when i was like i want to i want to be a veterinarian when i grow up so no animals <laughs> left for die you know <laughs> so uh, so anyway that's what i ended up doing you know, I appreciate the backstory because, um, I, you know, I'm starting to get because usually like the people I get on is animal control, animal law enforcement, humane law enforcement. And now I'm starting to really, really get in my vets and stuff like that and some of my uh, specialty people. So I really appreciate you coming on. Were your favorite book or movie? <laughs> yeah, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. No way. No way. It's a fava beans. What, what, what does it for you? Oh, oh, I love Anthony Hopkins in that movie. He was just amazing. Yeah. You know, um, I'm a big Jodie Foster, Anthony Hopkins. I'm a big a Jodie Foster. I think her time is good. I loved her from um, 
Taxi Driver, Robert De Niro, stuff like that. Uh, I'm a, you know, I'm a big movie guy. I had a movie studio. I'm um, sorry, a movie theater in my old house and everything. I'm not gonna go over there because um, I had to uh, actually sign that house away, way, way, way. I'm not gonna go over there with a messy divorce, divorce, divorce. But um, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got God, girl. I got God. But I'm okay now. Live, live therapy, live therapy. But um, you know, the one thing I I did like about the movie was the nice um development of the characters. How um, um Clarice was on uh, at um what, what was it um it was at the body farm and all that stuff in Quantico and he's running around stuff like that going through the paces and then uh, they had to go into it and I like Hampton Hopkins how they had him you know st- you know over here he was a psycho sociopath and everything like that he was a straight killer but I loved everything about it so I love I love that you said that um and again that was a good movie I was just watching the other day uh I can't turn it off when it comes on are you th- are you like that when you see something you can't stop yeah. watching yeah yes yes yeah um uh, most interesting case you had to do over your time uh, and cases and stuff like that. Most interesting case. Um, <clears throat> a lot of things pretty much routine. Um, I guess uh, probably a case that I had in, in one of my practices um, was a, uh, a dog that had <clears throat> uh, suspected of, of leptospirosis mm-hmm. um, and the uh, the dog when I was taking X-rays it ended up um, urinating and the urine Ooh. went up in the air and went into my eyes and no. my mouth. No. Uh, <laughs> so I had to call my doc the doctor and I said, "Hey, I you know a dog accidentally urinated in my eyes and my mouth." And, she, and she's like, "Wait a minute, what? What do you what do you have?" And I said, "I'm a veterinarian. You know, this is part of the job." Uh, so that that basically led down a path. Um, it, that uh, you know, infectious disease doctors and all that, but it it turned out I, I was fine. Uh, the dog did have lepto, but I I didn't didn't get it, so I, I washed everything out really quickly. So that was kind of a, a unique case, I guess. <laughs> well, I I like how yeah, you brought in biosecurity, and a lot of people don't understand. So lepto is usually spread by urine, stuff like that, splashing, stuff like that. They had a um a case back in a Yerkes Primate Center back in um, Atlanta, the CDC and all that nonsense. Right? They have to go way back. They had somebody oh, who was exposed to um, herpes something. I don't know what level, what number it was. And, uh, you know, a primate um, slapped some um, uh, um, urine in her face. And um, she didn't have her PPE on correctly. And it, uh, I believe it got an eye. And she was dead like about less than 10 days later. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you were okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, a lot of people don't understand the correct way of washing out. Have you, you have a wash bath over here and, you know, just simple derobing and all that good stuff. Make sure you don't bring home nothing with you. You know what I'm saying? Because especially if you have pets right. and stuff like that. I love it. Love it. Um, favorite food to eat or cook? I really like, uh, Asian food. All kinds of you know with vegetables and rice and, and all that. Although, although rice has got a lot of carbs, but that's I, I, what I really like to eat. So you're a low, so you're a low carber now. Yeah, I try to be. Yeah. No more but, beer. You know, pizza, no. Beer. I'm about to say no more. No, no more beer. No more beer. Uh, as of um, as of Monday, I I haven't had any more beer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Into Friday. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) What you call it? Um, I went on a trip to Vancouver, and um, I didn't know the Asian influence up in Vancouver. 
Um, it's like um, 75 to 85 Asian. I didn't know that. Yep. So uh, I went up there. Very expensive. I had a very good time. I had some good um, Thai. Um, uh, I didn't even know sushi like that. Cause it had sushi everywhere. Um, but I had some good um, um, Thai. It was like ridiculously good. I was like, okay. Now, my thing is, anybody going to Vancouver, do not go during the winter. And um, yeah. yeah, yeah, duh, duh. Uh, don't go in the winter. And um, people are very nice. And you don't need a car. That's the one thing in Vancouver. You don't need a car. Now, if you're going, you don't, you don't even need a car if you're going to the state parks and stuff like that. Because I went to um, two state parks. I went. Well, I didn't go over the big suspension bridge. I went over one other one, and I, I busted the whole way. I went up there and uh, had my manager with me, and um, we 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 went everywhere, everywhere on the bus line. Vancouver, very um, 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 metro friendly, uh, easy easy peasy. Okay, so the name of the show is "Don't Fuck Up the Crime Scene." Have you ever fucked up a case or messed up? Because we all do it, but I understand you might, you might be a little different. Help me out. The only thing I've done is, you know, taking incorrect photos or labeling something wrong, but, you know, catching it. But I can't think of anything else that I majorly, you know, fucked up. So uh, as far as the case goes, yeah. Being deployed with um, with the A, uh, I know everybody has their little job and everything. And I like um, I, I sent about two or three people um, in North Carolina. We had uh, they needed on a um, what do you call those people um, who who hold everything? What do you call those people? Orders. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the next level. Uh, sanctuaries. That's what it is. Sanctuary. Oh, okay. Okay. You 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 funny. You funny as fuck. She says hoarder. <laughs> So, 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 okay. When you deploy, when you deploy, um, and you have to go to a hoarding case, or I tell you like this, sanctuaries, I can't, I can't do it, I can't do it because it's like beyond. Or puppy mills, I can't understand how these puppies have been in cages forever and never touched yeah. the ground. You know what I'm saying? And they don't even know they're outside the cage. You know what I'm saying? How does that work? I mean, when when you go out there and you see that, and you've been on large scale, small scale, how do you like work through it? You know, from a vet that view you know it's hard it really is um to see that um but the only thing is is to know that you're getting them out and they're going to have a, a, a better place or you know or to end, end suffering as well some of them are on the verge of death sometimes and and the best thing you can do is to to help you know help along you know we have the ability to do that but um usually uh the camaraderie of the other people you're working with um you know sometimes beer uh, you know, that's, that's what helps get you through some of this stuff, but you just kind of have to put it in the back of your mind. That's one of the things about being a veterinarian that you learn right away is, uh, when you have to euthanize pets, you have to just, you do it. You have to put those emotions aside and put it in the back of your head and, you know, bring it back late to later to, to reflect on it when you're by yourself. And that's pretty much what I do. So I had, um, Dr. Um, uh, Rebecca Jimenez, um, Houston, on the other day, equine specialist and, you know, uh, large, um, um, large, uh, technical, I'm forgetting animal rescue, stuff like that. I had her on the other day and she was yeah. talking about, you know, um, you know, you know, she, you know, Rebecca crazy. So we was talking, yes. <laughs> you know, that, that's my girl. That's my girl. But, um, well, I was, I, cause I did her TLR thing at her house on her farm and we had to pick oh. up. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. It was, a, it was, it was intense. Um, and you know, she's, very demanding, but at the same time, she gets results putting through the paces because when you're out there on the scene, you have an overturned uh, vehicle with like 15 cows in it, you know, 
maybe three or four survive. You know what I'm saying? So you have to, you know, brace yourself yeah. for that. Then get the truck right. You have to stop the, tra you know, traffic. It's, it's just a whole bunch. And we went through a few things with that. And um, I seen my first um, uh, necropsy with a horse that was just, you know, put down. That was wild because, you know, the um, the muscles are still jumping. I was like, the fuck? You know, it's been dead for a half hour. But, you know, the muscles like, you know, you know, I was like doing an Elvis, you know what I'm saying? What the fuck is going on? And uh, I was like, okay, okay, okay. And, it, you know, and we just had a chainsaw just going through getting femurs and shit. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, uh, there's no blood. <laughs> you know, dude, I was like, what is happening? All right. Next question. Um, favorite place to visit or vacation? Uh, I love uh, Fiji. Fiji is really nice. Fiji. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Where, where first, first of all, where... I forgot your ass is extra. Where the hell is Fiji? It's in the South Pacific. Yeah, um, okay. it's over there. It's almost to Australia. It's in between Australia and the United States. You know, in Hawaii, I guess. Okay, okay. It's a long ride. It's a ten hour, ten or twelve hour, ten, 10 hour flight from LA. So again, my uh, my guess is this bougie person, uh, Jennifer Betts, going to Fiji and shit. Uh, I've never been she, Fiji. Good fuck out of it. I can't even spell it. Is it like the Fiji water? Same thing. Anyway, I ain't yes, that's you. exactly where it's from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how many times she been over? Uh, twice. Uh, again, she's bougie, y'all. She's she, she she's that upgrade. She's that you know that different Florida type of chick. Okay, are you a, are you a great teammate? I think I am. Um, I, I usually, I work with all aspects. I usually, I work with people above me and, you know, and below me as far as rank and, 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 um, knowledge and stuff. Um, I usually try to help teach when I can, mm -hmm. um, to, tend to be, you know, sometimes I get, if I'm really, really busy and I've got something to do, sometimes I can be really short and, and say, you know, let's get this done. But, you know, the thing is that they always tend to come back and respect me and, and they realize that I'm here to get a job done and, and I don't mean anything by it. I just need it done. And then afterwards, you know, I tend to, <clears throat> to relax. Um, so I think we all pretty much get along. I have, have never had any issues. They seem to they seem to like me okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you in back of the class. Then I remember you in the front of the class. Two different people. Two, di two, two totally different people. And I remember your first time out. He was like, he was, he, was, he was a little nervous. He was a little nervous and everything. And I was like, you good? He was like this. He was like, okay, okay. And you just went at it. You just went at it. I was like, okay, okay. You hit your little rhythm, hit your little stride and everything. And like, um, you know, uh, like with L-E-T-I, because that's where I met you and everything. I said, I, I mean, we, we got along. We got along in class great. We got along out of class really great. You know, we had way too much fun. In Aurora, I think, it was, I don't know. We're not going to even drum that up. Way too much fun. But we had, uh, and the thing is like, you know, when you go to class, I tell everybody, network. Have fun, network, do not get in trouble, but network. And um, because, you know, if you're neighboring counties or neighboring cities and everything, you can help each other, you know what I'm saying? Create an MOU, um, some type of thing where you can go over there and help each other. Because fire departments have MOUs with everybody around them because they might need extra people, you know what I'm saying? And um, yeah. in our culture, I don't think we do that. I don't think we help each other enough, you know? Like with the A... It's totally different. I think um, the A brings in a lot of um, people and they kind of like construct it and teach them, okay, this is how you function as a team. And it's, it's mostly incident command. And it works for, for fairly well, as far as I know. All right, last question on the Easy Eights. And after that, we can get to Chernobyl and all that good stuff. Um, are you a dog or a cat person and why? I'm more of a dog person. Um, I do like cats. I don't have any cats. Um, 
because I, the, you know, the, the cat box and they get mad at you. They go in the closet and pee in your shoes. <laughs> you know, you don't find it for a month. You know, something like that. But I had dogs growing up, and I just tend to relate. I like dogs. I like animals that are interactive that come up to you and they want affection. They want to play. They want to do it. Cats like, eh, leave me alone. I'll I'll let you know when I'm ready. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah. I kind of need that uh, that affection from from the uh, dogs and the playing and frisbee and ball and all that kind of stuff. So do you have any animals at the time at, at this time? Yeah, I have a golden retriever. Okay. Okay. All right. So that was the easy eight. I'm here with Jen. This is uh, episode 44. Don't fuck up the crime scene. Now, Chernobyl dogs. Tell me about that and how did that come? And I know um, you, Kyle, and a few others went over there. How did that come about, and what's going on with that now? <clears throat> um, so basically, these are you know believed to be the dogs of the that were left behind. So in 1986, one of the world's uh, worst uh, industrial accidents happened, where the reactor four exploded and sent reactive radio radioactive contaminants into the air. You know, a huge fallout, and millions of people were were affected by it. Um, when the people that lived in the town of Slavutich, uh, when they were forced to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were told they were only going to be there gone for three days. So only pack a couple things and leave your pets behind and you'll be back. And unfortunately, they, they weren't allowed to come back. Um, so they sent military in there to try to kill all the animals, to try to stem the control of the, you know, the, the pets carrying radiation everywhere. Uh, but a lot of them survived. They ran off in the woods and they hid and, you know, they didn't kill them all. So a lot of them survived. Um, <clears throat> and so these dogs have been kind of surviving in this area for the last 30 years and reproducing. Um, the exclusion zone is a 30 kilometer exclusion zone where uh, it, you know it's fenced off. You can't get in there without getting through checkpoints. Uh, you know, nobody's supposed to live there. There are some self settlers um, that live there and there are you know workers that still go into the area. Mm-hmm. Um, so these dogs have survived all this time. And of course um, <clears throat> they've migrated over to where the, the power plant is, where most of the people are. And they've been breeding and, and reproducing for, for years. So um, our organization uh, was set up, set up in uh, 2016 to um, <clears throat> go over there. And, you know, these dogs can't be removed from, you can't remove anything from the exclusion zone. Um, it's illegal. So we try to provide the best care that we possibly can by, you know, spaying and neutering, vaccinating um providing medical care, uh, housing, feeding, you know, the best things that we can, make their lives as, as good as it possibly can be for the time that they're there, and also to kind of control the population. Did you see any type of mutations at all? No, not at this point. Um, you know, a lot of times that takes years to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the dogs that we were seeing were only living, you know, five years or, or less, and that's usually because uh, predation or the harsh winters or running off, getting hit by a car, you know, just whatever the reasons are. Um, mm-hmm. We are doing um, research, DNA research, to check to see if there's any kind of changes to the uh, to genetic makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, in the works to, uh, with uh, National Institutes of Health is also in on that. And University of South Carolina, um, Tim Musso, is, is doing the, the research on that. So soon we'll be able to get some paperwork to see what's going on. What type of... Um type of breed of dogs was it just uh like shepherd mix lab mix or did it have a type of type of dog so it um it started out we've actually been doing genetic research on that too it started out um the dog that was most popular back in the 1980s was the russian hound dog (coughs) kind of like a a german shepherd Mm -hmm. and um 
So that was what we see mostly. They have the dogs all there have these big, huge ears, like giant ears. Um, and they're all a, a larger breed dog. You'd be surprised. They're actually all about 65, 65 70 pounds, some of them. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. Usually when I go to places, islands and things, that most dogs are around 45 pounds. I was really shocked when I got there. And I was like, oh, my God, these guys are much bigger. Um, and they're they're very friendly. Um, you know, Some of them are very skittish just because they're, they're feral. Um, but the Russian hound dog is um, what seems to come out the most in the in the genetic um, sequencing of their DNA uh, through all these dogs. So, with the um, try to, did you have to trap them, wrangle, or did you have to mobilize? How did you uh, capture? Um, so, so the ones that are friendly, you know, you can just grab. Um, mm-hmm. They we've tried traps; they absolutely will not do do traps whatsoever. Um, over the years, we would blow dart them. <clears throat> um, a lot of them to bring them in, uh, so chemical capture. Uh, In this past, uh, when I was in in Ukraine in October, this past October, um, there is an area, there's an area right at the, um, that they call the local zone, it's right at the arch where the new safe confinement was being built and is built now. Um, And so it's a large industrial zone. And so it's a pack of dogs there that we were unsuccessful in capturing for years. Because um, you'd go into this area, you would, you know, blow dart one of them. They'd take off running and go into an area, a fenced area where you couldn't go, and they, and then all the other dogs would take off. And we only had access to that area one day because it's a highly secure area. Uh, so then, you know, that would be it. We'd get one or two dogs out of this pack of fifty, and that would be it. And so each year we tried that over and over. So this time I said, look. We've got to do something different. Blow darting is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to, you know, think about um, putting uh, medication in, in treats. We mm-hmm. need to teach them. They need to build us a corral, you know, because mm-hmm. they, tra- they won't do traps. Mm-hmm. Build us a big corral, a couple corrals, and have the workers train them to go in there and feed them and inside there. Mm-hmm. And, and that worked out fabulous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I would get text messages and photos. I got him in. I got him in. I was like, okay, now practice closing the gate. And they send me <laughs> photos back. I got him. I closed the gate. I closed the gate, you know? And so, so several months this took to doing that. So when we came in October, basically the one guy he was feeding, he was with us and he said, all right, you guys stay inside. And he'd, he'd get his dog food bag and they'd all come running. And all of a sudden I'd have 30 dogs in, in one corral. And then, then we would go in and then I would um, just uh, hand catch Basically, and and um, and chemical uh, restrain them then in, in the in the pen, and then we carry them out. So it worked fabulously. So that was basically conditioning them to, to accept that. So it was like almost like um, the little trick I use with horses: uh, the feed bucket, I shake it, and the horse would come. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I, so um, you've been on that trip, and you went back. When you went back this time, with the whole thing going on, you know, with the war and everything, were you in danger at any time? Yeah, you know, um, so I was there in June, uh, and then I was back again in, in October, and I took a small group of people. You can't fly into Ukraine. Uh, you have to fly into Poland and then take a train, and then uh, people pick us, picked us up in Kiev and, and drove. So at any time, um, you know, it it is – you never know when there's going to be shelling and popping down. Uh, Chernobyl is very, very close to Belarus, and they do tend to um, – send off a lot of missiles and stuff from Belarus. Um, when I was there in, um, in June, we had passed through a, uh, a little city that uh, was bombed 
about six hours, about 12 hours before we went through it. So I thought we were okay. And then after we left about three or four hours after we left that it was, it was bombed again. It was hit again. Um, when we came back this time in October, we didn't have any issues at all, but when we were leaving, um, was when, uh, the, uh, Ukrainians, uh, blew up the bridge to Crimea and started to try to capture Crimea. And so then there was a lot of activity. So when we left on the train that night, about eight or so, eight or so hours after that, right near the train station, they, they were shelling and, and bombs. So we, we just missed that by, by a little bit. You know, a lot of Kiev is, you know, they're back to normal or trying to be back to normal, but then occasional a big bomb goes off that, you know, a big missile hit strike hits. And so that's the chance you take. It can mm-hmm. happen. You can also be driving down I-84 and you get in a car accident too. So mm-hmm. um, it's just, yes, there's a little bit, there's more risk, but you just have to be aware of your, your surroundings and be prepared for you know what to do if, if that should happen. So last question with that was uh, your first time and, you know, now have you seen like Keith, the, um, the difference in the shelling is because I mean, again, all, all I see is from TV, you've been there a few times. How is, how's the city looking? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the city of Kiev isn't isn't really bad at all. There's a few things here and there. It's all around. It's the, it's the small towns and stuff around that area. It, they're just demolished. You know, um, areas right um, in um, Kharkiv and some areas around Kiev, around that area, and even down in Ivan Kiev, down near Chernobyl. Um, you just drive around, and there will be just massive buildings that are just crumbled or just like the whole side of it taken out, and it's just it's it's a basically a war zone it's it's just horrible to see that you know all these people's homes and b- businesses and everything and you know people are just trying to walk around and, and get things done as normal as they possibly can you know, a lot of people have, have left these areas as well and some of them are starting to come back um, a lot of people that flew from uh, you know fled from Kiev have come back because that's a big 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 uh, city mm-hmm. um, but they do want you know they want to capture Kiev that's what they want and so they're probably, you know, if they're going to do anything again, they're probably going to try again to, to capture that that major city. So um, yeah, it's I... really scary. There's a lot of beautiful buildings there, a lot of beautiful churches and stuff, and and a lot of history. And, and for them to just demolish it, just, just lobbing off missiles is just, it's crazy. You know, I appreciate you talking about and catching up, stuff like that. Um, again, I appreciate you coming on the podcast Anything you need to shout out, because uh, we got maybe two minutes left. Anything you need to shout out, anything you're promoting, anything you want to say? Um, you know, Dogs of Chernobyl, Clean Futures Fund, that's, that's one of my organizations. My other organization is Visiting Veterinarians International. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my my big one, and that, that's the one where we go to Fiji, and we go to uh, Cambodia, and we were just in St. Croix. Um, and that's where we provide veterinary care to uh, needy animals, uh, that don't have access to care. And, um, you know, it's a great organization. So if you're looking for a place to, you know, send some funds or donate, um, we are a hundred percent volunteer organization. So no funds, I don't get paid for what I do. No funds go towards anybody's paycheck. It all goes to purchase medications and supplies, uh, and for us to be able to do these, uh, kind of campaigns. So cool that'd be a great uh, place. Um, what's it called? Uh, when are you going to go to, because, you know, uh, my future retirement place is going to be South America, um, uh, Ecuador-ish, around there. Uh, you plan to go to Ecuador? Yeah, I, I will never go to Ecuador again. I was there in October. and I, I What happened? I was, um, 
knifed. I, I was, um, we were jumped by five guys and a knife to my throat. And, and keto, keto, why kill? Where, you go? Keto. Keto. Okay. keto. Yeah. You heard I said it first, right? I said keto first. Yeah. What? Was it downtown El Centro? Where was it? Yeah, it was right downtown. We we took a cab to a restaurant, and the cab did not drop us off at the restaurant. He dropped us off in a known gang area, and as soon as the cab took off, we were jumped. And uh, they separated me and my boyfriend, and, and one guy tried to pull me down an alley and put a knife to my throat, and, and I you know, I just started screaming at the top of my lungs, and, and he, he took off running once they got what they wanted from my boyfriend. and But then when I looked down, my hand was stabbed, and and uh, wasn't oh, bad, and you know, just but it was bleeding all over the place. I'm so um, sorry. So y'all never go back to Ecuador. <laughs> I'm so no. sorry because you know yeah. <clears throat> most of the people were most in some of the areas, but at, <clears throat> you can find horror stories everywhere. I'm so sorry. That's weird that I would say Ecuador. He's like never again. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking at it. He's like, no, no. And that first thing I said, yeah. keto, and you said, yeah, because yeah. it's either keto, um, uh, uh, why kill. Uh, Cuenca, you're not gonna have a problem with Cuenca, and the rest of the country is um like you know um Loja, uh, Vilcabamba, like that. Uh, I know the country pretty well, but uh, I'm so sorry that it happened. And that that yeah. that shit's crazy. Yeah, just make sure where are your surroundings now. I definitely, it definitely changed me. <laughs> I, I can so. imagine. I can imagine. All right. Um. So okay, Colombia maybe? No, 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 Colombia. I've never been there. No, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. My Spanish is improving. <laughs> All right, girlfriend. I appreciate the time. I uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, please reach out to me anytime. You know, we talk. Get my number, stuff like that. Uh, that was Jen. That was episode 44. Uh, don't fuck up the crime scene. And that's a wrap. Greatly appreciate everybody tuning in. It was a pleasure. You know, I always have fun talking my stories and all that good stuff. So again, tune in to DFUTCS.com. Don't F with the crime scene. Holler back at you guys later. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.